in the interview process is what do you like to do? What are you good at? What, what gets you moving on a project? Where does your head find its best happiness when you're, when you're doing things? Because when your head is happy and you are intellectually and emotionally engaged in what you're doing, you're going to do a better job. So let's put you there. Welcome everybody to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Leading with Love, Humor, and Employee Autonomy. Mm, In this episode, I have a conversation with Kate Ostrakhan. Kate is the founder of Podcast Network Solutions, the production company that I work with. So I've been working with Kate on my podcast for the last couple years, and I've really, really enjoyed working with her. So I thought it would be great to have a conversation with her about how to deal with small business and leadership and employees and clients because she does it with grace, with humor, with wisdom, with a lot of knowledge. And I know she's blushing right now, but it's just been a pleasure working with her. I feel like I'm really in good hands. So let me tell you a little bit more about Kate. Uh, She's an audio engineer a technical podcast producer, and like I said, the founder of Podcast Network Solutions, a post-production company that helps podcasters and networks deliver amazing audio sound and podcast support services. Kate has over 30 years of experience in radio and broadcasting and has a love for storytelling. And she fell in love with the podcast industry and its ability to give everyone a voice so glad she did. And her company currently produces over 1,300 episodes per month. And I contribute to four of those per month. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that many of you do work in industries where you work with uh, smaller teams, teams of six people, teams of 20 people, contractors, and there's all kinds of leadership skills and qualities out there. So Kate and I have a conversation about that. And before we get to the conversation, I want to thank all of you that have left reviews on Apple Podcast. And if you haven't, I would really appreciate if you take the time and go to Apple Podcast if you do listen on that platform and leave a review. And I'm ready to do another episode on listeners' questions. So if you have a relationship question, go ahead and email me. I think it's easier for people to do that is to email me at heartshares at yahoo.com. That's heartshares at yahoo.com. And you can also check out the show notes to go ahead and do that. You're also welcome to leave a voice message on your question. You can go to my website, heartsharecounseling.com. Go to the podcast page, scroll down, Click on the button to leave your question. And for the foreseeable future, I am doing my counseling and consulting practice online. 
Those of you that are interested to inquire about that, you can contact me at my website at heartsharecounseling.com and we can talk about it. Okay, everybody. So I hope you enjoy this episode on leading with love and humor and employee autonomy. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Great, Kate. I really appreciate you you doing this because uh, we've known each other now for almost two years. I'm getting ready to do yeah. my hundredth episode uh, next week. So yeah, that's a happy dance. That's mm-hmm. so cool. That's a milestone. Yeah, every week. So I really appreciate all the help that you've given me over, and just being part of uh, the team. I really appreciated how you have motivated and led the team and I think kind of in a unique way, you know, because I have been a corporate executive in what I call my past life. So I've led many people in in uh, in that kind of role. But you do it in in a unique way. And I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one, I think that you do it with um humor. Um but also you're like out of the box, open boxes, so cool right? All kinds of ideas that you love to hear. Yeah. Have you always been like that with uh, working with people about just put it out there? Yeah. I, th- I Yeah, I, I have. Um, but I don't know that that was, a, that's not actually a, a conscious thing of mine because I just, I have a brain that cannot stand an unsolved problem. Hmm. So it throws everything at the wall, just no matter how ridiculous it might be, because it's sometimes the most ridiculous things that solve the problem. But sometimes people fear that, right? They fear yeah. going out of the box as opposed to following something that's true and tied and that they know about. Yeah. So how do you oh, deal with that? that's never been done before. Well, yeah. once we do it, we can't say that anymore. So what are some of, you have any uh, memories or stories of some real out-of-box ideas that came from some employees that you went, hmm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Dawn, mm. Dawn drug me kicking and screaming into different platforms. She's like, you're good. If you just use this platform, things are going to get so much easier for you organizationally. I'm like, nope, nope. I like what I do. And it's, it's working for me. She's like, no, you're about to get bigger. You're going you're gonna to want to do this. And then she just started throwing things at me and throwing things at me. And then I went, okay, that works. Okay, that works. Okay, this works. And now all of those things are integrated into our workflow. Hmm. So, so, so Dawn, with her fearlessness on saying, just go try this. Here's the link. Just go look at it. Here's, the, here's, the, here's what we use. Just go look at it. And even though, how long have you been in the, in the, in the business? Well, if you count radio, long time. If you count mm-hmm. podcasting, 13 years. Mm-hmm. Since, since so, the beginning, really. Wow. Yeah. And so you have experience in that area, and then you have people that don't have so much experience, but you allow them to have a big voice. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what's the best thing about podcasting, especially over radio or video, a podcast you just you stick it in your ears and it's global that's an incredibly powerful thing and when when i hear a 
a show host or a podcaster say, well, I only want to speak to this, this group of people. Hmm. Well, how come? Because hmm. these other people might have an ancillary benefit from what you have to say and will eventually circle back to you and help you in the long run. So it's, it's the, you can't underestimate the reach and how powerful that reach is. When you can have your show sitting on somebody's iPhone in, think of a far-flung corner of the world. Well, I've got 60 countries listening. And it blows yeah. my mind. You know, I'll look up and go, Estonia? Somebody's in Estonia. Hey, Estonia, shout out to you. Hey, Estonia. <laughs> it's, it's so, yeah, it's mind-boggling. Mon- Mongolia just came up a couple of weeks ago. I was like, wow. Hey, there you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. And yeah. you never know what you have to say is going to impact people across the world. And it's just incredible. It's incredible. But your excitement helps me. Like even you feeling that excitement. I remember the first week when I was launching yeah. and you said something to me. You said, I love doing the launch. I do. I do, I do yeah. love the launch. But what was that for me was, oh, cool. Then I'm not bothering Kate with all these questions or you were like, I love doing this. And to me, as part of, you know, your team and that kind of encouragement, yeah. that, that gave me just free reign to just, just go and just go. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just go. And it's so funny. You're not the only, you're not the only client to say that. And it's, it's funny because people are like, I get Slack messages all the time. I'm sorry to bother you, but, hmm. and I type back in capital letters, you are not bothering me. This is why I'm here. This is why you have a Slack channel. Mm-hmm. Bother me. Mm. We love this. We love to fix your problems. We love to make you good and better and then better and then better again. You know, this is what we love. And how do you relay that to your team? You know, I, mm. I, you call me your client and I appreciate You're so that. not a client. You're, yeah, you know, part, part of the team. But the thing about it is like, I know that there's behind the scenes that you're working with your team. How do you motivate them to, I mean, they're, they're okay. right. They're right with me on every route. You know, I say, boom, mm-hmm. put something up and they're right there. They yeah. fix it right there. How do you motivate them to, to do that? I, I wish I had an answer for that. I wish there was some sort of magic bullet. I think, I think you have to let the people on your team be the mayors of their their world. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I tell everybody this all the time, I don't care how you get the job done. I don't even care when you get the job done, as long as it's done well and in time for air. Mm-hmm. So they have complete free reign over their schedules. They have autonomy to make decisions. And I think that when you empower people to just rule their area of genius in service to our clients and the company, I think that that empowers them to be a little more vested and enthusiastic. And I think that when you get to talk to the people as much as we do, we love Slack. I mean, we love it when clients are like, hey, how are you? Because we, we genuinely are vested in what our clients are doing. Mm. And we're, we're particular. We don't take every show. Mm. We don't, wow. we don't allow everybody to work with us. So we have, we have a moral center there. We have an enthusiasm center there. And everybody is the mayor of their own town. 
I love that. Mayor of your own town. Yeah. yeah. Because like I hear you saying, when you empower people, um, then they're empowered to do what they want. Instead of sometimes we, we think power, we can disempower somebody to have true power. And that's not true power. That's so, not true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'd like occasionally somebody will ask me a question and my first response to them, I might know the way I want to do something, but my first response to them is how does, what's the, what's the solution here that works best for the way you work? Mm. I don't know how you work. I just see your end result. I really don't care how you work. If you're, you know, standing on your head in the corner, editing audio at 3am. Cool. Mm. So how does this problem, how does the solution to this problem fit into the way you work? Well, giving people a lot of that freedom then gives them just a, a buy-in to what yeah. they're doing all the time. Yeah. 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 I think you did that early on. I remember when I was uh, launching my first couple shows, the one person that came on that I just met was, is it Midnight Mike or what, what was his name? He, oh, he, uh, him. He worked I for can go, I can NPR. go back in your archives. <laughs> <laughs> he worked, I think he worked for you and then you got him a job at NPR. Oh, Chad. Chad. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah, Chad and Weeks. He, yeah, and I was there at like midnight or one o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden, yeah. boom, he pops up and we start chatting and he, it was wonderful. He really gave me a shot. He goes, hey, people, man, I really love, yeah, I met him oh. at one of your shows and you're going to really help a lot of people. I'm like, Chad, man, I needed that so much right before the launch. But he was talking about how you um, just helped him motivate him to find his own niche and let him go to find his uh, ways in the upward of the business. And you encouraged him to do that. Instead of there's leaders that want to keep their people and not let them go ahead and grow and go out on their own. Oh, yeah, I, no, I, you can't do that. Well, it's almost like, I don't know. I don't know if they, if, what, do you have a nickname like uh, well, boss lady, mama boss lady? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what what do they call you? Do do they give you one of those? Oh, I haven't heard that in years. Yeah, Chad was like, "It's all right, boss lady, calm yeah. the tits." It's all right. <laughs> That's great. And we but yeah, think, and we do that. We I like to incubate people. Is Dawn's, that mothering? Is that part of mothering? I think so. I yeah. think so. I am yeah. I am kind of like the grandmother of podcasting. I've been called mm -hmm. that too. Uh -huh. Um, but Dawn came into the organization as. A, just a writer on staff and she found out she really liked doing show notes and she kept saying well i'm not a business i'm just a freelancer i'm like honey you you've got all these people so we 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 worked together and she finally a few years ago started lidwell writing services and now she has a team and now i'm not her employer i'm her client hmm. which is wow. just cool and the same with iris iris has hanlon audio yeah you know, and so she does her thing with, with Hanlon Audio and then she still works full time here. And I'm like, I don't care how you do it. And that's that's pretty much true of all of the people that work with us is we have these collaborations, these collaborations of skills and and gifts and artistry and and it just all works well together. It's I, you really just have to respect the person and their and their abilities and let them let them grow because eventually you know, Dawn grew and it worked out really well for us because she increased her bandwidth. Mm -hmm. Same with Iris. 
it's just, but trust is a big deal in that, right? I mean, you you trust that they are going to flourish and you're going to flourish because they flourish. There's a right, trust yeah. factor in that. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, of course, that takes a time trial. You know, mm-hmm. everybody has to, I always, I trust everybody right off the bat. That's my famous thing. I trust you until you give me a reason not to. Mm-hmm. And then when you give me a reason not to, we take a look at what that what that looks like and how how do we how do we get back to the midground on it? Mm-hmm. And and you know, trust is 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 a big and a little word. I mean, it's trust that you're going to get things done on time, and it's trust that you're going to do what you say you will do. And those I consider those to be two different things. Yeah, exactly. Well, being a relationship, you know, counselor, yeah. that, that to me is about what trust is in a relationship. It's around reliability. Yeah. You build trust in a relationship by doing what you say you're going to do. Exactly. Yeah. And if you screw up, you're all about it. You're like, I, man, I just mm-hmm. blew that one high, wide, and handsomely. So uh, let me go fix that. Let me deal with the client. And that's what's really great is when you empower people to just, I'm not mad at you. Just go fix it. Mm-hmm. Just go fix it. Right. You know, there's nothing... You know, if death is off the table, everything is fixable. Mm-hmm. So just go fix it. Did you have a mentor when you were in no, business really. when you were younger? No. No. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I followed a lot of when I was when I was working. I mean, I I looked up to a lot of people, but I wouldn't say that I had like a one-on-one mentor or a mentoring relationship. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is, this might sound weird. I'm Catholic and a lot of what I do and a lot of the way I run my company is faith-based. Do one to others. Don't lie. Don't cheat. <laughs> do your best. Do one to others as they would, as you would have done unto you. So you use it as a value system. It's a value pump. system. It's, right. it's an absolute, it's, it's the foundation from which I radiate. Hmm. And you radiate, so, baby. You radiate. <laughs> Thanks. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. And, and I just love that also, like, you know, the acceptance that you have. I know there are times where I've asked you some questions, you know, back and forth about, should I number my podcast? And yeah, I, no, never. And, and, <laughs> and, but you were giving the advice, but you also said, hey, you know, if you want to, Go ahead, but this is so. There was there's always a part where I feel that you're going to give me your best advice, but mm-hmm. ultimately you're going to say, "Hey, go it's with your, your show, decision. Babe. It's your show. You know, yeah. go with it." And yeah. and there's a part of me that says, "Yeah, I, I'm going to listen to Kate. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go and do that right now." Okay. But still, you give me that that freedom to say, "Okay, I could try it out." And if I mess up, I know you're not going to say, "I told you so." You're going to help me just pick up where I need to oh. to go. Yeah, and that's 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 a beautiful feeling of feeling again trust with the people that you work with, um, not feeling that there is like competition or that there is going to be held in grudges and so forth. And yeah, no. so I imagine that the way that you run your business is very much a way that you have in other aspects of your relationships. I like to think so. Mm-hmm. Depends on the day, <laughs> <laughs> but no, and it's it's very funny because when the lockdown for the whole pandemic started to happen. Everybody was like, oh, the divorce rate's going to go through the roof and oh, it's going to be terrible and oh, your husband's working from home. I'm like, no, we're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're yeah. good. And we, when we're not good and we need to do the whole neutral corners thing, we do that and then we meet in the middle again. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just have to deal with yourself. That's right. But it's the relationship that have been doing pretty good, that do good 
in the yeah. lockdown as opposed to vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've been we've been we've been doing really well. We've been mm. getting a lot done. It's How crazy. long you been together? Oh, we got married in 2000 and I'm terrible with dates. I'm, I'm the one that forgets the anniversary. Uh, <laughs> that would be me. Uh, we got married in 2006. Ah, nice. We've been number two. Mm. Those. Mm. How'd you meet? Uh, believe it or not, match.com. Wow. I was just about to leave match.com because it was just, you know, a year of horrifying dates. And the day that I was going to log off, I got his picture popped up. And I was like, there you are. It was just it was just instant. And we emailed back and forth for a while. And then I finally said, will you call me? Will you just call me? I'm tired of letters on a screen. Call me. I want to hear your voice. I need to hear what you are. And then. Because you're an audio lady. You're an audio I lady. I am. I need to hear you in my ears. <laughs> the microphone tells all. Mm-hmm. It does. And then he took me out to dinner um, on my birthday, October 19th, 2005. And we've pretty much been inseparable ever since. How do you, how do you deal with the work, work-life balance? Um, what work-life balance? Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is it, so that, that goes for you too, what you say about what, whatever works you do it, whether yeah. it's two o'clock in the morning you do it, but does it work in your relationship? Does he give you said, Hey, I trust you. You, you take care of what you need to take care of. Yeah. When you yeah. Take care of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do try to keep a work day. Um, but Slack is always on my phone. It's always active. I don't mute it ever because if a mayday goes up, Somebody needs to respond. And since the buck stops with me, I've decided that that's, that's one of my primary roles within the company. If a mayday goes up, I need to be there to fix it. The, the head cheese in charge of production, if there's something that goes seriously wrong and a mayday goes up with a client, that's just, it's just on mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And so how many direct employees as opposed to contract? Is it all contract? It's pretty employees? much all contract. We only have like three actual employees. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else is a, is a is a contractor because they work with other people. And I I built this company with the idea that I wanted to be able to do it from anywhere in the world. Laptop and internet connection would be all that I needed to run the entire company. So that's how I built it. And I wanted to other people to have that freedom too. We've got digital nomads that work for us. We've got travel bloggers that work for us. We've got all kinds of people that do different things that don't want to be tied to a desk. Right. And yeah, <laughs> it's like, I wanted to do this when I discovered the country of Belize. I'm like, mm. oh, absolutely <laughs> have to be mobile. Absolutely. And you encourage that from, for, for your people? All the time. Mm. All the time. I'm like, give me your travel schedule so I know when you're going to be, you know, off the grid because you're in an airplane, which, you know, isn't going to happen anytime soon. But mm. when it resumes, yeah. they just let me know. And we, you know, we'll pull coverage or they'll work ahead or, you know, and when we take the, when we shut down for the two weeks in the summertime and then two weeks at the end of the year, I have all of the clients produce their content. It's just three extra shows. So they produce those three extra shows for the the shutdown times, but that allows everybody to take a paid vacation right? with yeah. no disruption in workflow, but you still get to shut off for a while, mm-hmm. except me because I'm still on Slack for my days. <laughs> That's good to know. I'm glad yeah. to know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's always somebody lurking. There's always someone lurking. 
What about, you know, I'm a therapist and so there's an emotional content that I help people with. How much, how much boss lady and how much therapist do you think that you play with the people that you work with? Like when emotions get, you know, people are high in stress and, and they're having a hard time, whether it is their work-life balance or other things. Do you, do you have to go between some hats around helping people from an emotional standpoint as, as a leader? I'm going to say no, Hmm. because people do have autonomy in what they do that I think our stress levels are fairly low. We get stressed when like the week before the shutdowns, the week before the the summer and, and winter breaks, when the workload is just really intense and we're just head down and going through it. But we're kind of all in it together because we're all working for that same goal. And there's only been very few times when something was done or has happened that was just so egregious that I had to put on like the boss lady hat and say, okay, this is the problem. This has reoccurred this many times. We've done this thing, these things to fix it, and it hasn't helped. Hmm. So what are we missing? What's so missing? You don't, so you don't have to help with some people's emotional part when they're like, just having a hard time, maybe even in their their own life. Because I'm wondering, like, do you, oh yeah, do you, we all talk about stuff. Yeah, we all. I mean, yeah, in the in the private channels, we're we're just like, Bleh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. For example, today, my this weekend, my husband broke a tooth, mm. and he's been in just horrible pain all day, all weekend, and it was just terrible yesterday. And today was like the emergency dentist and pharmacy and getting him settled. So I was, I just, you know, I'm in, I'm off the grid, kind of stressed out, husband's in pain, and this is where I need to be. And, you know, another employee has a son with type one diabetes who has an endo appointment. And given, you know, the current state of affairs, that's going to be a difficult ordeal. And she's like, I'm not going to be here. And we're like, go. We've, I mean, the basic thing when people get emotional about their lives intruding on their work is to just have their back. Yeah. We've got your back. Go do what you need to do. We've got whatever needs to happen here for you. Which builds trust again. And then they want to work work for the team. They want to work for the people that value them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, it's really important that you take care of you and that you take care of your family. That's, you know, that's why I built this company was primarily to take care of my family. Mm -hmm. And by extension, other people who work with me can take care of their families. And so, yeah, it's all about just, again, that empowering people to do what they need to do when they need to do it. Mm-hmm. And do you work with uh, motivating individuals as, a mo- uh, as opposed to motivating the team? I'm, I'm just curious of how you are able to like find the individual niche of like, ah, what is, what motivates you? What's your interest? What's, where can we put your value system into the team as opposed to working from the team? down to the individuals. How, do, you, do you think that you have a philosophy on that? I don't think I have a philosophy on it. I just, you know, what do you, I, in the interview process, it's what do you like to do? What are you good at? What, what gets you moving on a project? Where does your head find its best happiness when you're, when you're doing things? Because when your head is happy and you are intellectually and emotionally engaged in what you're doing, you're going to do a better job. So let's put you there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, let's do that. 
because everybody benefits. The company benefits, they especially benefit. And nine times out of 10, I wind up with somebody whose skill set that I was looking at to hire them for. And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to put you over here instead. You like to be, you don't, you know how to edit audio, but you don't like to edit audio, but you need a job, but you're really good at organizing a spreadsheet and making sure that all of the trains run on time and everything is where it needs to be. So I'm going to put you in traffic. So that's, that's setting up to, to succeed instead of the, the failure. Yeah. You, you know, you, you able to see their talents and move them towards that direction to show them where their strengths are. I like to think that I do. It's worked out well so far. Mm-hmm. Oh. What about, you know, a, a huge bread and butter for me around relationship work is around appreciations. And I'm just curious of how is that as a leader? Do you consciously think of that as a connecting or a motivating factor of focusing on the positive aspects, what people bring, as opposed to putting out what they're doing wrong and the criticism? I'm just curious of, is that a conscious thought process to you? I would like to think I'm that smooth. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'll, I'll I give don't, that to you. Just say it. Just say it, Kate. I, am I, don't, think it's, I don't think it's a conscious process. Mm. I... Just part of your value system? It is part of my value system because it's like you encourage the behavior that you want to see more of. That's right. So if you want to see more defeat, if you want to see more self-recrimination, if you want to see more doubt, go ahead and pick on everything somebody does wrong instead of saying, okay, that sucked. Let's fix it. Go forth and fix. However that works for you, go forth and fix. And, you know, kudos to everything. I mean, I love to, to let people know that they're doing a great job. So we, that's part of our, I think it's just part of the language of the company. We always say, thanks, great job, thumbs up, you know, hearts. But that's, mm-hmm. I mean, we respond yeah. that way to our clients too. Yep. You know, we do the dancers, we do the heart because we, because yeah, it's, you encourage what you want to see more of. That's right. So yeah, more I, love, I feel- more happy. I, I love that when I'm on when I'm on the Slack, it just feels like so much positivity coming from everybody. Nice. All the woohoo's, all the <laughs> it just feels like there's there's a, a level of vibration. Like hey, we can do this, we'll we'll get on it. Or yeah. yikes, sorry about that. Right on it, you know whatever. If it was mm-hmm. a little mistake, I never yeah. feel like there's like this dead air out there about hmm, I don't know if this is gonna work and. And especially, you know, coming from, you know, I consider myself the talent and I don't have any, you know, I, I don't do any of the other stuff. You so don't. It's kind of like, it's not your well, job. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's what's so wonderful is like, great, you're not giving me anything that I need to do that I don't feel comfortable doing because what I want to do is I want to talk and spread my, my feelings and my thoughts on my podcast and you guys take care of the rest. And it feels so good that that is what I feel like you guys are taking care of that. You got my back and it's, it's on a high level of, of that kind of positivity or nurturing. You might put it as one aspect of that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, I mean, how, how we work with clients is how we work with one another as well. Hmm. So how we, how we give you that virtual hug every time we encounter you on Slack, that's what we do for each other as well. That's great. Did you you always have environments like that? I had a really tough upbringing. So you can go one of two ways when you have a really tough upbringing. You can mirror what happened to you or you can realize, okay, that's not a good way to do things. 
And I was really fortunate in that I had one very strong parent. I had two very strong parents, but one had a good example and one had a not so good example. And I was fortunate enough to have the one with the good example be just that much stronger mm-hmm. than the bad. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the way I ultimately went up, wound up going. And when did you become your own boss? Uh, how, how many years have that been? I'm utterly unemployable. So it's, I was 30, early 30s, 32, 33-ish, give or take a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate working for other people. Mm-hmm. I don't like being told what to do. So, <laughs> so <laughs> which is probably it, why I don't try to tell anybody else what to do. I ask there, them what works there, best for you. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. you take your own experience and, and flip it to what works for other people. That yeah. golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. What works best in the way you do your job? What works best to solve this problem in the way that you do your job? So what would you say to some people that are in leadership roles around motivation? What would you say to focus on to get people to be motivated to not only love what they do, but really do it well? Well, hire people who can love what they do within your organization. If you hire somebody just because they're desperate for a job and they're not doing what they love, you're going to wind up with a very discontented workforce who aren't going to be happy no matter what you do. So you have to have that good fit. Um, and even if it isn't the job they originally applied for, but you see that they have skill sets in another area that makes, seems to make them happier, go there, do that. Hmm. And trust your people. You didn't hire them so that you could make your, your job more difficult by micromanaging people. You hire people because they're making your job easier. So trust your people. Trust yourself to trust your people. I mean, really, if you have a micromanaging leader who isn't allowing their people to be autonomous and the mayors of their own town, you got to take a really good look at yourself. What is it that you're overcompensating for? What is it that you're, you're projecting? Because being in business for yourself will burn away all of that stuff. Yeah. It will come right to the surface. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The first five, six years I was in business for myself, I was like, why do I feel like crap all the time? Because business will burn those bad layers away. It really will. So let it. I mean, let it. Face it. Walk into it. But that's that's also what I love about, you know, working with you is there's a learning process that I know that you're doing internally about that. You know, what I hear you even say now is, you know, facing the fact when some things aren't working for you, you know mm-hmm. that you're going to change it. So it's accountability, it's yeah. responsibility. It's also, I'm imagining some level of humility to be able to, to have that accountability. My ego comes cleverly disguised as humility. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Toby and I, Toby's my business partner. He runs the UK division now. And He's, it's very funny because I'll be like, yeah, we're good at that. We can do that. We can do this too. And we're really good at that. And Toby's like, shut up. Mm. You don't want to tell them you're good at it. You want to show them you're good at it. Mm. Like, yeah, but telling them helps too. I think so. Yeah. Especially because people can feel the sincerity when somebody says that we're good at that. I think you can trust and mm-hmm. know when that's true, when it is true, because yeah. you can feel that from somebody as, a, as opposed to somebody's just saying it to blow smoke up your butt. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. We try not to do that. 
And if we, we've, and we, oh, there've been a few times when we take it, we've taken on like new things and found out that we just stunk at it. So we pulled that back really quick. Mm. So know what you're good at and do more of that experiment. But when it's a stinker, bail, bail and fast. And move on. Yeah. Try something else. Yeah. Mm. It was like, okay, that was fun. And now we're done. What are, what are some of the things that you want to experiment with in the future for your satisfaction? I've wanted to have a network forever. And every time I try to start a network, it just caves in on me. Mm. <laughs> like, why can't I have a network? Why can't I bring all of these amazing people that we service under one roof, get them in the same room, let them get to know each other. And every time, I mean, I, poor Rob one of the hosting companies, the hosting company that I go to, he's like, so you're doing it again, huh? Mm. <laughs> he's like, what's different this time? I'm like, I have no idea what's different this time. I'm just trying again. And he's like, okay, have, I'll talk to you in two weeks when you're burning again. <laughs> but you have a drive for that. It's a dream. I do. Then, right? It's a dream. Yeah. It's a dream. I would like to start a network and it's just, yeah. That would, that's, that's explain a, cool. a net, explain a network to people. Like what, what do you mean by network? Cause we're, we're talking about podcast network. Yeah. Solutions, right? Well, podcast network solutions, we build networks for other people. That's one of the services that we offer in addition to the post-production things, but to have our own network with the clients that work exclusively with, with PNS, it would bring all of their RSS feeds. So all of their shows under one roof and you would be able to interact with other hosts in your venue or outside of your your venue. It, it, it would just be like one great big party mm. <laughs> all the time. And people would be able to cross-promote each other on each other's shows and interview one another. But unfortunately, a lot of the clients that we work with right now, I'm working under NDA and I can't violate that. Mm. So I need a larger bench of clients who are not under NDA, who want to be part of the network. Because when you've only got five, that's not a network. That's just a gaggle. <laughs> but you're not going to give up, huh? I'm not giving mm. up. If I'm supposed mm. to have it, I'll have it. But in the meantime, I haven't called it quits. Mm. I may though, because I'm, I'm well on the road to Kate wants to retire in four years. So. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. So I better get going. No. I only got four years of you. Well, I will always be the emeritus. I'll always be available, but I probably <laughs> nice. won't be the day to day. I would like to become a full time grandma. Mm. How many grandchildren do you have? Two. Mm. Two. Ivy and Damien. Damien is nine months now, and Ivy is two and a half. Mm. And they're hilarious. I haven't seen nearly enough of them through this whole cool. COVID thing, but. Yeah. My daughter's busy keeping them very safe and herself very safe. And so I see a lot of videos. <laughs> she sends me videos all the time. <laughs> what, do you, what do you love most about what you do? Oh, gosh, that's a... I have to pick just one? No, nope, you, can, you can rail them okay. off. Yeah. My f absolute favorite thing I would have to say is taking terrible audio and making it great. Um, you don't know this about me, but I have something called misophonia and certain sounds will make me ins If you eat a peach near me, I'm going to want to stab you in the neck with a knife. <laughs> don't eat a peach near me. 
and don't, well, slurping isn't so bad, but if oh, it's just, there's some noises that just turn me into a, a horrible person. So editing my world and editing sound makes me feel like a superhero because I'm just taking out all of these terrible sounds that don't make me happy <laughs> and putting the audio together in a way that sounds much better and, and more readily accepted by other ears. So that really makes me happy. And I don't get to edit nearly as much as I used to, which doesn't make me as happy. And neck and neck with that is, is a launch series for a client because it's that, it's that watching somebody go from, I don't have even the most fucked up idea what I'm doing yep. to, oh yeah, I just recorded 11 shows and I'm three months ahead. How do you like me now? It's wonderful. And then they, they, they listening to the, from the very first show to like, like you, your hundredth show mm -hmm. is just, it's wonderful. And when they launch and it's launch day and everything is up and everything is ready and the show notes are there and the art's there and all the feeds are there and people are like, it's on my iPhone. It's on my iPhone. <laughs> Oh my God, there's another one because they launch in 15 minute increments and there's a, there's all 10 and it's just yeah. really exciting. It's just, it's, it's like giving, Christmas yeah. morning. That's right. Yeah. I really felt like there was a, it was a birthing process for me of, yeah. of that. And boy, it was just right there and I could always say and have it and I did it. And that yeah. just helped me just motivate to, to keep going because for me, I had no idea past the first couple shows like w what that meant for me like yeah. i didn't really think okay i'm going to be doing it like every week i really didn't have that concept but it was kind of like you were like okay so you know um, it's your next show going. up yeah what's yeah and i'm like next show really i thought yeah i thought first five was all i was going to do no yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. people need to hear you they need mm. to hear you and you need to be heard so mm. let's make that happen wow. so can you imagine not recording your show now you know, I did a podcast with a good friend of mine, Corey, and we, the podcast was um, the importance of our personal practice. And he asked me, he, one of his personal practices is every morning for the last 101 days, he's been doing a didgeridoo Facebook Live. He's a didgeridoo player. So I love didgeridoos. It's amazing. So you, it's going to come up next week. Nice. And, and so he said that, that that's his practice. We were talking about our practice. And he asked me, well, what's your practice these days? And I said, you know, the guy tell you, doing the podcast is my practice because it, doing it every week. And now I have this rhythm because pretty much I'm recording on weekends, but I'm thinking about what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say, who I'm going to do it with and the practice of that and feeling like this, I have no idea to, okay, I have a little bit of my idea. Let me get some of the confidence and then put it out a little bit of the nervousness and then the process of working with the team it's a practice and because there's consistency in it and it's really beneficial for me and for other people. So it's interesting. Like I consider doing my podcast right now as one of my practices. That's nice. keeping me balanced. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is that there, there it is. Yeah. That's a new, is, That's is it. that a new niche? Like podcast practice? New, yes. Yeah. Your podcast practice. That's right. Yeah. That's brilliant. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm really mm -hmm. glad. I'm, yeah. Good you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and with any kind of practice, you got to make it your own. So to me, it's like part of it is what you encourage you. I remember when I was, uh, when the COVID hit and I was telling you that I didn't have internet service at home and I was joking around about doing uh, car karaoke 
Uh, oh yeah, ther- it's therapy. karaoke therapy. Uh, yeah, exactly. That I was gonna drive up to my neighbors yep. who did driveway driveway therapist. <laughs> exactly, and and we were joking about that, but you were like, you were serious. It's like, no, give it a go. Great promotion. Do it. Put out a couple of things, and yeah. And so I know that whatever part of my practice that also I, I get to throw it by you for you to expand it with like, wow, this is what you can do. You can do that. We're here to help. We'll put it out. We'll do this and. And it's exciting because I know that I've just touched just a tad of the capabilities of what I can do when I put more of my attention and mindset and time. To yeah, this. when you move out of the fierce, the fierce fear is what I call that. There's this mm. this bubble of fear because everybody was scared when COVID hit. Yeah, it was. I was scared when COVID right. hit. I made it back into the states, like on one of the last flights. I was in London meeting with Toby mm-hmm. and we had this great series of meetings with all of these great people and overnight all of that work vanished. I was like, oh, okay. Everybody's texting me, do not miss your plane. Do not miss your plane. The borders are closing. I'm like, okay, now shit just got real. Yeah. So the beginning of COVID was a bloodbath for the company. We lost a lot of people. We laid off a lot of people. It was really scary. But that's when that's when you have to really get inventive and you know, shout out to to Toby, who like dug in and said, we're not going down <laughs> without a fight mm-hmm. and started, you know, the crisis cast show and started pushing us out that way and having all of these conversations and building the business back up in a completely different way than I would have ever have imagined. Would not have thought of that, but he's doing what he's good at. To the benefit of everybody. I'll also put it out. It's like also when you trust each other, you know, business partners or trust people that you're working with, you trust that you're going to move through something, especially, you know, with working alongside of your value systems. When you do that, there's, you just keep one step in front of the other to do that. Yep. So when you had the, the, oh my gosh, I don't have any internet connection. I'm losing clients. This is not good. We're like, okay, how can we shift this into a different intellectual dimension and think of something different to do? Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. 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 Yeah, There's more than one, there's more than one way to do things. Mm -hmm. Don't be scared. That's right. Don't be scared. Don't be scared or be scared and do it anyway. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hey, Kate, thank you so much for this. This was fun. It See, was like, fun. Right? It's just back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you so, made this way less because I normally don't do interviews because I, I'm not adept at them. But this, right. was, this was fun. Yeah, people, I put it out to Kate. I said, come on, Kate, I want I want you on my podcast. And he's like, nope, uh, Toby, put Toby on because I'm not good at interview. I'm like, that's good. Just go be a conversation. We're going to just do it back and forth. And you're like, I'm on. I'll cool. do it. That I'll do. I trust you. I'll do that. Nice. Oh, I love you to pieces, Prepo. You, Thank you. You, Thank you are so much. a favorite among favorites. You're just, oh, we just love you. Mm, it feels so good to have just everybody working together and, and supportive of it and encouraging it. And um, yeah, it's wonderful. I just very, very thankful to you. Good. I'm glad that you have that. I'm glad that you, that you actually experienced that. That's excellent news. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. All righty. Relationships. Let's talk about it. Is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, 
visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Thank you.